0: Brad Underwood. Here comes Terrence Shannon. Illinois has a 5-on-4. Shannon, low. Immediate impact as he finds Hawkins. That's what Terrence Shannon can do there. And look who grabs a rebound. It's Ty Rogers. And here's Shannon, another assist! And Steve Peichel takes a timeout. Away.
1: That's where he's been so active this season. Those active hands.
0: Shannon again. Derek Simpson lobs it. Taken away. Pockets. Shannon down the lane. Counted in the foul. That's not Right now, enjoying a 20-point lead, and here is Terrence Shannon. (laughs) And Illinois sweeps the season series with the Scarlet Knights. Terrence Shannon returns from suspension, scores 16 off the bench, and Illinois cruises to a 23-point win.
2: I th- I think that it's you know we, we played six games it, it's it's you know it's uh, I was really excited about how our guys played when we didn't have him because it was there was a tremendous connectivity yet we were really starting to find our groove. You know, early and before that, and so I think it's 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 the integration process has has got to be you know a little bit patient with. But I, I agree. I think he's. I think it, it. There's no doubt. It's back to who we were, so to speak.
3: I mean, it's definitely great to have him back. You know, I think I think big part of our win today was because of him. Just the way that our transition offense get going and our defense get way better with him. Uh, and we're just we're just glad to have him back. It
1: just makes the whole team feel whole again because we got our. Our best player back. We just are glad to have him back. He's just our brother, so we glad, we happy to have him back.
3: Oh, hey, what's up? It's The Drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper, Lante, Kyle Tosk. You just heard from Brad Underwood, Quincy Garrier, Justin Harmon coming off of Sunday's win at the State Farm Center. A blowout over Rutgers. Terrence Shannon Jr. made his return. There's a lot to catch up on. We were wow. off yesterday as Champagne and <laughs> the surrounding area it was an ice rink, so we didn't make our trip out here to the studio. So apologies for that because it was a huge day. Obviously, you could have talked – about the return of Shannon. Also some huge recruiting news. Yep. Jeremiah Fears puts on the orange and blue and says, I'm coming to Champaign, which is a huge one for the Illini as well. A lot to catch up on, and then some new developing stuff today as well. So the Illini football has filled one of the two vacancies on defense. They have a new defensive backs coach. One Illini signee did not get McDonald's All-American on the men's side, but one on Shauna Green's current 2024 class
2: did you're full of stuff there's
3: just a lot to catch up on man so uh (laughs) we're here for two hours to cover it all it's gonna be pretty uh line eye heavy but i'm sure people won't mind that
2: let's go and 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 where do you start i mean you got to start with i think the elephant in the room and that's terrence shannon checking into a college basketball game under the charges that he is under and you heard the highlights there of course that kyle did a great job of putting together he had an impact in that game and i choose today to talk about the impact in the game and also how it's going to affect this team going forward and how it affected playing time and some different jog you know joggling is that an is that a word that uh, brad underwood and staff had to do but it was interesting that when he came in brad played him for a little bit got him back out for a pretty extended time mm-hmm. and then the next time he got him in he kind of let him get in there and and get it done. And it was funny because you can tell he's raw, even for a guy that was an All-American coming into the suspension. You know, he airballed a three. He didn't look – he just didn't look smooth early, right? Even on his – a couple of nice plays where he made nice assists to Coleman Hawkins and, and, and had some wonderful stuff to get everybody up and roaring, it just seemed like there was still a little bit, you know, that he wasn't quite – what we expected, but then that second half when he started getting everything going downhill again, which is what we expect from Terrence Shannon, it was good to see, and it's like, okay, you're back, and then you watch that you watch that team play, and Coleman Hawkins still had a good game. Marcus Damask had a decent game. Obviously, Justin Harmon was great. Quincy Garrier was great, another double-double, and you just then see the potential with Terrence Shannon, Derek, that this team has the chance to be one of the five best, I think, teams in the country.
3: Yeah, and as of right now, they're top 10 again in the AP poll, coming in at number 10 yesterday, but still has more to to grow and, and a higher ceiling than that. I would agree with that with Terrence Shannon back, one of the best players in the country and a supporting cast that we've been singing the praises of here of late because they've been able to make it where this team didn't have a, a, a terrible drop-off without them. They did lose a game that they do regret at home against Maryland, but for, for the most part, obviously Marcus DeMask having a great season. Coleman Hawkins, what he's done since the Maryland game where he had a bit of an off night and then going on the road at Michigan and having that tremendous outing and then coming back uh, this past weekend against Rutgers and, and just continuing it forward, even on a night where he didn't shoot it all that great. But for the right. most part, just to – a pretty all-around good performance from him. And and Justin Harmon's been in double figures five of the last seven games, 18 points, eight rebounds. Gary A's already almost at his double-double total that he had as a sophomore at at Syracuse when he's an All-ACC player. So uh, just a lot to like about this team. And you throw a first-team (laughs) All-American caliber player back in the mix, and it's exciting. Yeah, there's no doubt that Terrence had some rust, for sure. And now immediately he comes in and, Oh, there's transition fast-break basketball again for Illinois. You know, <laughs> here that, we go. That, that's his specialty, obviously. And I hear uh, the
2: Mario Kart like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he comes in, it's like, all right, here oh, we man. go.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It, it's fun to watch. It is fun. And uh, to throw the lob to Coleman, that was Illinois' first offensive possession since Terrence checked in, throws the lob, very next run out, you get him on another like no-look feed to Coleman for another dunk. So uh, he did miss all five of his three-point attempts. You missed – you mentioned one of the bad misses that missed everything, but did get to the line a decent amount, 10 free throw attempts, goes 8 of 10, and then downhill. He had he had two back-to-back takes when Rutgers had made a little bit of a run and yeah. cut it to five, and then all of a sudden Terrence scores back-to-back downhill. It's out to a nine-point game with a, the with a Hawkins free throw mixed in there as well, and then they blow it open to a – 23-point win, so it was exciting. I know that there's the, the ovation to, to dive into and just the, the overall, like, outside reaction. Right. Which I know that some fans are, are going to, are, are, I don't know if sick of is the right way, yeah. but just kind of a little annoyed with.
2: Can I just say it? Like, so when, when Brad gets up with Terrence, and I'm not there, I'm watching on TV, and 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 Brad even got a little extra airtime. Like you know, Brad's mm-hmm. been real quiet this year. He just kind of doing his. He's like, I'm gonna walk all the way down with Terrence. I, I'm just, I'm like, come on, Brad. So when they introduced him, and State Farm Center went crazy, which we knew it would. It was a little, like, like for me, I was like, oh, crap, here we go. Because I just knew, like, what the outside world would then come, uh-huh. would come with all the vim and vigor. Of, I, I don't know if I'm saying things right today. It doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying. And, you know, in my mind, like, while I was watching it, I was like, and cue the national riders in three, two, and one. And yes. it was just kind of like. I don't know there was part of me that like I am so excited that Terrence Shannon's back and I'm having so much fun with it and I hope he's here until we win a national title at the end and then he's found innocent and or not guilty whatever and so but I sat there and I'm like oh they're going to give him a standing ovation aren't they <laughs> And it was just kind of a, like, I felt weird about it, right? Even though I knew it was going to happen, and even though if I would have been there, I would have probably done the same thing, but I was just like, oh, here it comes. All of it was weird. It was
3: weird. It was complicated. It really was. I I get it from different points of view. Like There was never going to be a situation where Terrence Shannon obviously got booed at State Farm Center. No. (laughs) Uh, and, And just to have, like, a tempered reaction to the beloved Illinois superstar coming back was always going to be a positive embrace. So, uh, yes, it's the, the hard part is there's no nuance in between, like, clapping and not clapping. Right. Now, it was a standing ovation, which I, I felt like some of it, like, it started early on when he comes out for warm-ups, and after every shot he took, the Orange Crush cheered. Oh, wow. And I was like, this is a little bit... This is above and beyond, like a, above and beyond of what he normally would get. So then it's like, should he be getting this just knowing that we don't know everything? Sure. Like that's the, that's the hard part of it. He returns and we don't know the ending until and we may never know. We may yeah. never know what actually yeah. happened between him and a girl at a bar in Kansas. But the fact that there's still no legal resolution, I I, I admittedly thought the same thing. I was like, Illinois is going to get crushed for this, and they yeah. did yeah. on yeah. Twitter by yeah. national people, by just fans of other teams. And and I get it. I, I said it to you off the air before the show. I, I think Illinois fans are accurately bringing up that, okay, a lot of fan bases, if put in the same position, sure. having this level of a star and – Let's just say it. I think a lot of people believe Terrence Shannon's side of the story. For what we know, we don't know all of his his side of the story. We just know he says he's innocent, and we know that based on his previous encounters with with people, they seem to think he's high character, think he's a good person, and whatnot. If another fan base was put in this position, they would probably cheer as well. Mm -hmm. But I would then counter and say, Illinois would be part of the same... (laughs) Yes, you would pitchfork mob on Twitter if this was Michigan, if this there, was Michigan no State, if this was Iowa. like You'd be doing the exact same thing all the other fan bases are doing to you right now. So that's what makes it it hard to... It's hard to, to wrestle with. It's hard to figure out how this is supposed to go. But that happened at home, and I think it'll be just as, as vile and oh. uh, just very contentious right. on the road. I know that Illinois will probably have a lot of turnout tomorrow at Evanston because they usually do but student sections in the Big Ten are going
2: to yes they go a different direction with this that super sectional game tomorrow night is going to be pretty vile when it comes from the Northwestern side I don't think there's any doubt I still love that's one of my favorite things the super sectional at Northwestern (laughs) I swear that place but you know the other thing too about when he when he came into the game I'm like okay you're in like here we go it's almost like I'm out and they're like hey do you want to go into the ocean there's a chance there's a shark but and I'm like no and then I'm like okay now I'm in the water and here we go I mean now it's all going to come down to what the ruling is with Terrence Shannon in the end and then then it will be looked at whether or not how you want to in other words if he's found not guilty then everything's good right it was a wash and and the federal judge did the right thing by letting him play and here we go if he's found guilty even though in a way Illinois is absolved from this because they first suspended him and then they were overruled by a federal judge to say no he can play it's still going to be a horrendous look if Terrence Shannon if the outcome comes out in the wrong direction against Terrence Shannon that you let him play so and it was just – it's all those things that entered my mind when he checked into the game, and I'm just uh-huh. like, well, you're in now, and <laughs> here we go. Let's let's see what happens in this thing, and we might not have a resolution for six months to a year, but we know where we're at now. Yeah. He's back on the court, and he's playing, and 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 I guess, you know, be damned later if you need to be. Or – Everything is, is what's the word I'm looking for? Everything is like,
1: well... How it should be, really. Yeah, like right, if, he's exactly. not, if he's
3: not guilty, he should be playing. That's exactly right. And that's kind of the, the way that, that Illinois hopes yep. so that, it, that it plays out. So we will have the hindsight of clarity for the most part. Again, like there could be a situation where the resolution in, in court on the legal side may not give us full clarity of what exactly happened. In that bar, or they'll, they'll, there could be a disagreement on he said versus she said type of thing, but I think just the potential of him being potential of him being guilty would put a ugly, ugly stain on yep. Illinois basketball. Yep. Even if it, even if they sit there and say we did it the quote unquote the right way, sure. even though the judge said it wasn't the right way in terms of due process and everything, but we tried to play it with caution. We immediately suspended him. We were going to ride with the. The legal process being played out and whatnot, but even if Illinois would say that we're just following the lead of what the federal judge said, there would still be a bad stain on Illinois, a bad stain. And I think let's get into it because a lot of people are talking about it. So can I say one thing before yeah, you go? Do. Please that, do
2: that. What you just said about the idea that Illinois, you know, did the right thing, but but did they really? You know, is this? And I was talking to you before the show about this. I wish I would have said something back then, but when Josh Whitman came out and first spoke to the media and he mentioned that there's this three-person panel that will look at this that is away from the athletics department, so it's no one that's attached to the athletics department that we know of. It's two, basically, professors and an assistant dean that made this decision. The one thing that really bothered me about that is the idea that Terrence Shannon could not go in front of this panel and plead his case and I it it struck me back then but we had so many other things going through our minds and I'm and just trying to say the right thing but I remember thinking to myself that doesn't seem very fair like if somebody's going to make this decision in my life that could impact my life in terms of my career of what I'm trying to do and you don't even give me the right to sit there and explain what happened that, to me, doesn't – that seem I mean, as smart as Josh Whitman is and as smart as, I would assume, the brass at the University of Illinois is, I'm, I'm shocked that they came to a decision where they would essentially say, well, if you want to submit a 1,500-word essay that we're going to kind of glance over, that's fine, but we are not allowing you to come in and talk to us. I, I was a little – perturbed honestly about that and then that ended up biting him in the what in the you know what it did because that was like you said where the federal judge kind of held the held over them to say you didn't give him fair due process to to try to explain this thing and and it almost be like i want to testify in in this trial but yet you're not going to let you know you're not going to let me and then a jury's just going to make a decision i'm like well hold on at least let me say something so, I, I don't know. Sorry. Okay, now. No, you're
3: good. No, and that's the difference between what now the process Terrence will have to go through with the OSCR, the Office right. of Conflict Student Conflict Resolutions, is that through that process, he will be afforded the opportunity to speak at the hearing. He'll have an opportunity to submit evidence, call witnesses, all of this. And now I think it, it's totally flipped. I know we talked about this uh, on Friday but it, i think the dynamic is flipped to where now through the oscr he will be it'll be hard to prove that he shouldn't be playing correct because you're going to have to show that there's enough there that that would prove guilt or or just that he's a threat to campus and all this stuff which i think would need the legal resolution to go the other way mm-hmm. for that to be then found for him to to be suspended or removed from campus what what have you or the other Version of the process with the panel was that he would be suspended until charges were dropped or he was found innocent, which obviously, or found not guilty, which obviously would take way too long in the context of this season. So um, that's the way it's it's now flipped. But there's no doubt that Josh Whitman's going to learn from this, sure, and he's going to have to because the federal judge said that their process is unjust. Now, I didn't know at the time that how, how much due process was Terrence Shannon. Do like I didn't know that answer. I didn't know what he was,
2: what the university owed him from that standpoint. So I could swear that night, Josh said that he would not be <clears throat> like Terrence would not be allowed to visit with the panel. Right.
3: No. And in in the
2: um, yeah in the conduct,
3: it said that he was, or in the um, official statement statement to, or just the notice that Terrence was given. Oh, the notice okay. is the right word. Uh He was allowed to submit a statement that's it that's right. a written statement to the panel but he was not allowed to appear and argue his side or present anything uh, he was allowed to present any
2: supporting documentation that he wanted to but okay um and then i interrupted you 10 minutes ago about okay illinois on a national level well, facing scorn right that
3: and i think that one thing that people are talking about not only locally but nationally is that yes the federal judge said it's unjust and that the preliminary injunction applies to the suspension, but it still in theory comes down to Brad underwood and Josh Whitman to decide whether or not to actually play
2: him. It's good call, so he
3: could return to practice he could return to the program. I know some would say, well, then they just go back to court he'd sue the team for not playing him, but can you do that can you get a can you win that one? I don't know if you can, yeah, so it seems like there is still some I don't think that while the judge is gonna is, is going to rule and, and has ruled in Terrence's favor. There is some level of call here for Brad Underwood and that him playing him as much as he is or at all is going to fall back on him if sure. it goes the wrong way. Sure. So not that I ever thought there would be a scenario where Brad wouldn't play him given the ability to. Some of that could be the fact that he is riding with his guy and believes his story or believes... Sure. His, him saying he's innocent, so he believes that. But also, obviously, he's trying to win basketball games. Yeah. So what, I'm just curious what you guys make of that. Should, should Illinois have to wear some of that if it goes the wrong way? Is there, or, or just in the meantime, as people are criticizing this, do you think there was ever any possibility or should there have been that Brad would say, all right, the suspension's lifted, but we're still not going to play you?
2: This is tough. I'm in the process right now of watching Designated Survivor on Netflix – I like that show a lot. I know. You said you did, and I finally Especially watched season it. one. And this has a moral to it. There are, it's essentially that, you know, I can't think of the kid's name that plays the uh, the main character, but essentially when all of Congress and the president are together, they always have one congressman that stays away in case something would happen. And, and it's and it Kiefer did. Sutherland, right? Keefer. Yeah. Thank you. So the idea that I'm getting at here is that in the show he becomes president right there are so many times that he has conversations with his wife about what i should do like here's what's here's what's happening you know and so i can picture brad going home one night and sitting down with his wife and saying this is going to all happen like this possibly to where then terrence is going to be able to play then i have to make the decision as to whether to play him and I don't want to go any further with that. I'm not trying to, but it's just, I can't imagine what I'm trying to say. I can't imagine the weight of that decision on Brad Underwood. I know those on the outside that are yelling like, well, but he hasn't, there's nothing to show. He hasn't. I get all that. I totally get it. But there's still that chance that something ends up bad with Terrence Shannon and then what does that look like for Brad Underwood and this Illinois basketball program? I'll say this. If if I were the coach, if I were Brad Underwood, I would have done what he did. I would have played him, and, and and I thought he handled it fine. I thought everything was about it. And I know Josh Whitman, the first time he spoke to the media, the only time he's spoken since, basically said we leave Brad Underwood out of this. Like we leave our coaches completely out of this. Well, I don't think, you know, now you can't – Unless Josh goes to him and says, "Look, you have to treat this like a basketball coach. Only if you have a p- player available, then it is up to you if if you're if you're if you're going to play him because of basketball skills." So, you know, almost to, to absolve him of saying, "You can't worry about anything else. Let me take the heat for that. You are the basketball coach. He is now not suspended. He is your best player." you're probably going to play, right? I mean, and that's what Illinois did, and that's what they will do until a time comes that they can't if that happens. So I guess my thought to that would be, and Kyle, I know Derek is putting us out on a uh, tough limb here, but I like it. I mean, my thought would be I would have done exactly what Brad Underwood did, but I also think before it would have happened, I would have had conversations with people that I trust, to say, this is what I'm going to do. I want your opinion on this. I don't know that I'm going to take your opinion. I may not use your opinion, but I want your opinion on this before I make the decision whether or not to play him. So, in summary, I would have gotten a lot of discussion with people that I trust, Mm -hmm. but in the end, I would have done probably exactly what Brad Underwood did. Not probably. I would have done exactly what Brad Underwood did, and I would have played Terrence Shannon. Kyle?
1: Yeah, I, I... What
2: says your 19-year-old mind? Yeah. <laughs> You've been no. around the world. <laughs> you know what's funny? 1953, what are you, Pipes? 30... How old? 1953, what no, is that? No, 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 I'm saying I'm 53. Oh, drink, 19, 19. You're I'm what? I'm 33, yeah. None of us have been through this. No. That's the point. <laughs> None of us have yeah, been. It's,
3: it's pretty unprecedented. Have done this. Especially though. the the federal judge weighing in and... yes superseding what the university originally did.
1: Yep. Well, I will add to something you said earlier. Like, I think the point some people are making is, let's say Brad Underwood comes out and says, Terrence Shannon's not playing coach's decision or something for the rest of the year, which he could have done. Sure. Wouldn't then Terrence gather his legal team and say, all right, we're going to file another lawsuit because clearly this isn't basketball related, right? Right. And you could probably, I I feel like he probably would have some success in in going back at the basketball program because I feel like, look, you present anything, this is a guy that was on mid-team All-American list, there's no basketball reason and I think you could use the foundation of some of the same arguments that were made in this first civil lawsuit and that, well, by not playing him, it's clearly not performance related and you are aren't you presuming his guilt by not playing him because mm-hmm. he's you know he's he's reinstated into the basketball program he's the best player on your team here's yep. a bunch of evidence to prove that essentially
2: what the federal judge and just said so yeah and i just I, think I the think coach
1: could say
3: it's my team and i can play people as much as i want to or not as sure. it's been done forever right uh, yes sure but I, he I, would draw the ire of a I'm lot of people and i'm not saying that's the right thing to do to set right. him out but I think ultimately, I, Brad kind of downplayed. He got asked, and in hindsight, there there are some more follow-up questions that Brad could have got asked after this reinstatement by Terrence and, and some tough, I, admittedly, as somebody that was in the room, passing around the microphone, could have been asked some tougher questions? Yeah, I don't think that you would have gotten the answers that you would have necessarily wanted or that was going to go anywhere. Brad got asked I'll just by Doug Bouchon of, of Rivals, like, uh, about the possible decision of all right, the, susp- the suspension is void due to the federal judge. Was there ever a a thought beyond that? Was there a conversation between you and Josh about what to do then? And he's like, he was reinstated, so we're gonna play him. It's as simple as that. That was the thing. answer. Yeah,
2: that, that, I'm paraphrasing there, but I guarantee you there were discussions between Josh. And oh, Mike. surely,
3: absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that Brad has probably heard Terrence's version of the story. Sure. And I think that he probably has to be comfortable in his player saying he's innocent and yep. just trusting his previous experiences and relationship with Terrence mm-hmm. and saying, all right, I'll, I believe you. I'm going to ride with you as far as that goes. Also, Brad wants to win basketball games. Right. So, so what I'm getting at is like, I just feel like this could be pinned against brad underwood if it goes the wrong way i I think brad will there's no doubt there there is some say in my opinion of playing him and acting and just proceeding forward the way illinois is even though the federal judge ruled as they as they would now i don't know for certain like if if it went to where illinois said all right well we're not going to play you then it goes back into court and like how that would go I, i can't say for certain how that would ultimately play out but
2: um, well, you've followed recruiting. They'll use anything against you.
3: Sure, and I think it goes the other way, too. If Illinois were then to not play him, you could say, all right, well, look, Illinois de- isn't isn't backing their guy. And yeah. That, that type of – even with the federal judge saying that he's cleared. So, it, it's it's a or very – Or the third
2: way that he let him play and then he is clear. Yeah, I know. And it, they're it, like, hey, he had his back.
3: It's a very tricky – It is. Complicated and, – and that's why I think that – I I get it. It's a it's an emotional situation. Uh, fans are very heavily invested and involved in this. Big time. A lot of them are very much on Terrence's side. I, I personally, as someone covering it, it, it's still hard to land on some on firm ground, hundred percent, one way or the other. Yep, I agree. So the the feelings of conflict. I think a lot of fans probably did feel like, okay, I did. I love to see Terrence back, but this this maybe doesn't feel quite right or there's just something off or the, the standing ovation that, that's going to get picked apart. like All of that I understand, and I, we're going to get a, a taste of what life on the road is coming up, which yep. will be interesting.
2: Well, the hardest part is that we've seen our side of the evidence, not our. We've seen Terrence's side of the evidence, no video proof. There's no witnesses that we know of. I'm saying everything we've heard to this day – Shows that there is an argument why he should be playing, but the national writers and such, I guarantee you, they haven't gone in probably and read those affidavit. Maybe they have. Maybe they have. Maybe I'm not giving them their due. But I feel like if you're so close to the program, you have heard everything from day one, and essentially it's gotten. To, you've made your own conclusion with the evidence presented to us that he should be playing because it seems like from what we're seeing he will be cleared now that said as far as we know i mean i think i don't the, know what the other side has yeah so or if the, there's is there a is there a silver bullet out there you know is there right. is there one thing out there that you're going to hear about and it's like oh so well I, they
3: and so they this, they subpoenaed for the dna Mm-hmm. Which I would imagine means like you can uh, this you're gonna dive into speculation on this, and I know people have heard stuff and whatnot. just dive,
2: just dive. You got, but uh, you're uh, jumping off a cliff in Acapulco. You got like plenty of room down there. Just yeah, go, Derek. sure, just, just go. dive. In.
1: <laughs> Tell me everything you've heard.
3: Well, like the fact of <laughs> all right. So the, the DNA wasn't used in the charging files or the complaint and whatnot. So you could you could argue that maybe the prosecution didn't have. Anything uncovered for them to use against Terrence? Because you would imagine if the DNA matched, that would be like the first line in their sure and the reason why they arrested him. Now, I'm not saying that I don't know that the results were there, and also, but on the flip side, I don't know that for what some have put out there about it not being Terrence's and whatever, what have you. Why would the if if his side is subpoenaing for it? And as I've read up on this, I've read way too much on <laughs> legal processes and what I don't think he's owed. The results prior to having to submit a subpoena for that. So that oh. that didn't tell me that he knew the results when they subpoenaed for it anyways. No, that's fair. So well,
2: yeah, because why would you subpoena you would think you would get those results? That's the thing that has blown my mind since day one. Like, why would I, as a defendant, defending trying to defend my life essentially, why do I have to subpoena for DNA? Tell me if it was in there. I mean, was my DNA found?
3: Yeah. Joe asked the question is, did Shannon give his DNA? Yes. Yes. That was released via FOIA late last week. That Here in Champaign. He did there it, right? was a, a DNA search warrant that they came to Champaign and that it was essentially, I think it was uh, abstracted at
2: at Oven. It was, yeah, it was like after a practice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was set up. It, yeah, from what I read, that is exactly right. I would think that that would be the first thing. Like... Hey, Lon, you're accused of this, so we're going to take your DNA. Well, can you let me know if it's – I mean (laughs) –
3: Let's say abstracted. Extracted. Extracted.
2: But I I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe – maybe not.
3: There's a lot of different rabbit holes we go down to, but uh, we do have to catch a break. Lon's going to do some work beforehand, a lot more to discuss Illinois basketball-wise via the – Results against Rutgers, the, the road ahead as you go into Evanston tomorrow, Indiana okay. coming to town this weekend. I want your thoughts. And we'll talk too. some Jeremiah fears as okay. well. Okay.
2: I want your thoughts on how it played out with Terry. Can we get just to the basketball? Yeah. Like how it played out with different roles with Shannon back and how you expect to, to see that going forward. I'd like your thoughts on that, Pipes. Let's do some work. All right, planning for retirement can seem overwhelming. Social Security may not provide enough income for your retirement years, and a few employers today offer a traditional company pension plan that guarantees you a specific income at retirement. Thankfully, those at Busey can help you with retirement planning, and it's easier than ever. Here's some tips. Determine re, determine your income needs at retirement. Don't just discuss retirement in, income as a percentage. Instead, estimate your annual retirement expenses using your current expenses as a guide. Calculate the gap. Take stop stock of your estimated future assets and income and compare them to your retirement income needs. Figure out how much you'll need and save. Build that retirement fund. I'm telling you, professionals like the team at Busey Wealth Management can assist you in selecting investments that are appropriate for your goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Call one 800 67 Busey or visit busey.com backslash wealth-management to set up an appointment today. Busey member, FDIC.
0: I-L-L-I-N-I. Cheer on the Illini and Pia's. The pregame fun starts at Pia's Sports Bar and Grill. Pia's serves up its famous 10-ounce Slugger Burger along with great
3: wings and so much more. Enjoy 350 22-ounce light and course light drafts every home and away Illini game. Watch the game at Pia's or ride the free shuttle to all home games. You'll find it all at Pia's with live video gaming, sports, food, drinks, and fun. See you at Pia's, West Springfield Avenue in Champaign.
0: This is a familiar sound in Illinois.
3: Cold snap grappling with heavy snowfall while bracing themselves for a significant winter storm.
0: The snow will come, but you need to go to work, to school, to the store, to care for family. When the weather's rough, you need a vehicle that's tough. Sarah of Champaign wants to put you in an Outback, Forester,
3: Crosstrek, or Ascent. There are so many reasons why a Subaru SUV is the best vehicle to drive during winter months. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, vehicle
0: dynamics control, 8.7 inches of ground clearance, and available X mode for when the snow is extra deep. That adds up to performance and safety. Don't wait for the next storm warning. If you have to get where you're going no matter the weather, see the huge selection and great deals at Sarah Subaru today. Route 45 in Savoy or online at sarasubaruchampagne.com. Gear up to support your Fighting Illini this season at the official fan store of the Fighting Illini. Game Day Spirit. Shop their great selection of T-shirts, sweatshirts, and NIL jerseys as you cheer on your Fighting Illini. Visit them at the corner of Sixth and Green in Campus Town, Neil and Kirby in Champaign, or online 24/7 at GameDaySpirit.com. Game Day Spirit, where Illini fans shop.
4: Your power couple's gift purchase is waiting at Merle Norman. Receive four trial size products that work great alone or even better together. Shop now while supplies last at 706 West Market View Drive in Champaign. Call 359 8100 free with your purchase of two or more Merle Norman cosmetic products, accessories not included. Offer valid while supplies last at participating Merle Norman cosmetic studios only. Limit one per customer. Merle Norman receives the right to modify the gift if needed. Promotion is not available at Merle Norman. Com.
0: As Tapman's Towing celebrates 50 years of serving Central Illinois, we're always seeking good people to serve our great customers. Our team of expert tow professionals would like to interview others with CDLs, previous tow experience, or a strong interest in serving others. If you enjoy serving people, love working in the outdoors, and looking for a career, not just a job, we should talk soon. Do you have a strong desire but lack the experience? We should still talk. Visit our career page at tapmanstowing.com.
2: Have you ever looked at a junk truck and said, man, that truck is pretty"? Two men in a junk truck trucks are pretty. They're pretty big. So they can handle large jobs. They're pretty reliable. Two Men and a Truck has been recognized as a trusted leader in the moving industry for over 35 years. Now we are proud to offer that same reliability to junk removal. And they're pretty fast. When you're ready to let some things go and that you don't need, you don't want to wait three weeks. You want it gone now. Go to twomenandajunktruck.com and make room for what matters most.
0: Hi, I'm Tyler Weaver, president of Carpet Weaver's Flooring and Furniture Gallery. Take a look around your home. Is it finally ready for some much-needed updates? If you don't know where to start, then just meet with one of our experts. We'll help you find the perfect waterproof plank floor for your kitchen or that stain-resistant super
2: soft carpet for your bedroom. Finish your room update with a custom sofa and chairs or choose a trendy in-stock dining set that's priced right. Come home to Carpet Weavers, where floors, furniture, and family meet.
3: Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Appreciate all those who are weighing in on the U of I Atlanta Link text
2: line. Got a lot of them. Ton of them.
3: Let's see. What do we need to hit on?
2: Uh, David asks, is there a length of time that the TRO is good for? So that's
3: the thing. It's a preliminary injunction and not a TRO. So with the injunction itself, there is no timeline for it to elapse it's just until further notice okay so unless there's any change but my understanding is that it will probably hold until there is further legal resolution
2: can i say something that's not meant to be funny sure you know how i watch dateline and stuff all the time like i'm i'm that guy mhm and i remember watching one where they were ruling people out essentially right of of what happened and this was a murder obviously and they interviewed someone that said that the police swabbed him for DNA. And so then later they asked him, well, did you ever find out? Did you ever hear about the DNA? And he said, no, I never did, but they never came back to talk to me again. So I just assumed that I was ruled out, you know, so that, that could be something too, that maybe, you know, cause I'm sitting here saying, well, why wouldn't they each have the, D maybe, Maybe they did it and and ruled Terrence out, and that's why the defense team doesn't have that. But yet the defense team is like, no, we want to have that. We want to know what came through came out of that, yeah, so that we can use that as an argument in our defense.
3: Well, yeah, and we mentioned it before the injunction was granted was that maybe this was something that, in an effort to present to the panel as potential new new information for them to reconvene or. If they could have that in their possession to add to their case in the pursuit of a TRO or an injunction, it would make sense why they'd want to have that, especially sooner. As a 651 points out, it will probably be presented in the February hearing, if not further down the road. In, on February 23rd, the prosecution is going to have to present to the judge why there is reason to continue reason to continue, and take this to trial. While there's, Got while there's enough of a case here to make this be worthy of trial. Um, so they're going to have to show their hand in that sense of, of enough evidence If not saying that, again, this is me tiptoeing to waters that are probably above my head. As far as the legal sense, <laughs> I don't know that if, if all they have is the victim statement, the alleged victim statement, I don't, I don't know that that's enough to take it to trial. Now, maybe it would be, but we will know more in terms of what the prosecution would potentially have
2: at that February 23rd hearing. I don't understand why they couldn't do that in January. Why they couldn't say, what is your plea? Okay, he pleads this. Now, why?
3: He opted not to do that. Right,
2: right. Or why couldn't they say, now, tell me a reason why we need to have another one of these. Instead of waiting another month. Again, this is just, I'm not bashing the court system here at all, at, at all. But it's just it takes so long, and and here is an example of someone that n- needs to know now. Yeah, it's very time sensitive. <laughs> it's time sensitive. On That's a good point. Side,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, Zach said, and I know we've all. Um, I'd never heard of Mitch before. How do you say it, Gallafen? I think so. Yep. Uh, he's an attorney out of uh, the Bloomington area that played college basketball, and he's kind of been weighing in quite a bit on Twitter, but. Um, he mentioned something about Terrence not being formally charged, and Zach kind of said uh, he's not been formally charged in Kansas. Today, the grand jury is not convened to indict. It could happen at any time. He had a complaint filed on December 5th. But I was thought I, I always thought from the get-go that he was charged. In Illinois' statement, their press
3: release, it mentioned Terrence being charged that's with rape. That's right. So that's what it's been referred to. Again, I'm not – well-equipped enough to, to decipher between these Correct. legal terms and, and no and, and whatnot. I, I, from my from my view, in my understanding, it seems like kind of semantics. Like, just maybe he's not officially charged by a grand jury. He hasn't been indicted, what have you, but he was arrested with a felony count of rape and a misdemeanor count of sexual battery. So uh, it's not like all right, let's say he's not charged and then this is just all currently still an accusation. Like He he was under investigation for from September through December. Got it. And then in December, they elected to, uh, if, if charge isn't the right word, then they elected to move forward with the fact that they got a warrant granted for his arrest and these is, this is what he's alleged to have done. So uh, it was my understanding that maybe the DA is, is charging him with this and we need the... The judge to agree and take it to trial, and then all of a sudden, then he's officially indicted or mm-hmm. or what have mm-hmm. you. So, uh, essentially, it's still a a ve- number one a very serious accusation. There was enough of a, a pursuit forward where they decided to arrest him for it, and this is what he's facing. So, and there's um,
2: so many layers. Like what we're talking about with being charged, that's th- that's the reason Illinois then came out and said, "Well, we're suspending you." Right. And that, and until that, then, it
3: was just him being looked into and right. investigated. Yeah,
2: and 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 they they knew of what was going on, but until they found out the charge, according to them, then that's when they suspended him. And that's where way back when somebody brought up the the the, the kid from Alabama last year who was in that court situation was in the uh, the murder situation. Right, but he had never been formally charged. So mm. there's just so many layers to this thing that it's crazy. I I don't I I feel like we've done a decent job of trying to explain it, but I think I'm ready to talk about basketball. <laughs> All
3: right, let's do so. <laughs> Big Def I do want to bring up. He says, if they got the results back, the DNA results back that ruled Terrence out, they'd be breaking the law not to present that evidence. Okay. Now, I think that even if there is no DNA found of Terrence, it doesn't necessarily rule him out. Sure, sure. It's just that they don't have that right. as evidence
2: against him. Randy said if, they, if he paid bail, which he did, then he was charged. So, there again, there's just a lot. This would be like all of a sudden, it's like, Lon, I want you to talk about the sport of cricket for an hour. I'd be like, I don't know anything about it. So, that's just kind of where, I, but at least right. then I'd have fun with it. I can't have yeah. fun with this while also talking about something I don't know. I know. So, here's my question in basketball Let's what, talk did, hoops. what did you take of Shannon being able to play and who did it affect the most? Luke Goody?
3: Um, Yeah, if you look at the minutes, Goody 19,
2: Ty Rogers 14.
3: Mm. So, Ty was definitely one of those. And and if you look at defenses, sag off him, and and not that he hasn't had some success. Like, he was able to attack um, Maddie Sissoko pretty effectively in that Michigan State game. Thought he was aggressive and effective in that Michigan game as well, uh, going to the basket, and was really a couple – blown finishes away from having 20 plus points it's just it, it is able to if, if you want to dial down some of the minutes as we talked about last week you can maybe prevent some of the wear and tear on certain guys you don't got to play a group of six and five out of those are going to play 35 plus minutes right. not you still look and you know damask plays 33 Gary A plays 30 hawkins 34 Harmon 29 terrence 27 you're, you're going to get a a heavy workload for the guys that are, are major, major contributors to this team. But yeah, I think that the goodies is probably going to have his m- men dialed style down a little bit. When you think about Terrence on the wing and sure uh, we'll see if there's a change to the starting lineup. Brad was not willing to tip his hand one way or another. When we talked to him this morning about Scott Ritchie asked the question, will you insert Terrence back in the starting lineup for Northwestern? He said, we'll see. Yeah. So obviously Prior to him being suspended, it was Goody off the bench with, with Shannon in the mix with Damask and Gary A. and Rodgers and Hawkins. So I think that the Goody's one of those guys, but obviously will still play probably 20 minutes or so. And, right. And then also Ty Rogers, is another guy that he's been getting a, a pretty good share of minutes, and I don't think that he's just going to all of a sudden be someone that's gonna only going to play 14 on a given yeah. night, even though he only did against Rutgers.
2: I, I'll be honest with you. As long as Terrence Shannon ends up playing heavy minutes, that's all that matters, right? Whether yeah. he starts or not. And that's always the case for anybody. And he'll, he'll be a starter eventually. It's just whether Brad wants to pull that lever. I don't know that I would ever start him on the road.
1: I don't think I would. And give. Wouldn't, those- it, wouldn't it almost be worse, though, if he like, walks to the scorer's table and has to check in?
2: I don't know. What would you think if you're with a crush and you're ready to just pounce somebody? Wouldn't you rather it be during starting lineups or would you, I don't know. I just think it
3: probably doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's true. I mean, he's going to get it anyway. Yeah. So just get it out of the way. That's true. Yeah, I, listen, I agree. I think he starts probably tomorrow, to be honest with you. I think Brad, the only reason he didn't start him here is because it was basketball reasoning. I think Brad is approaching this as a basketball reasoning that he has been out for however many weeks, and we saw a little bit of the rust with him, but then in the second half, it looked like the old Terrence. So I think in my mind, well, and the other thing, I'll be honest with you, it, you know, I don't think you should ever lose your starting job due to injury, and I know that's been discussed. And, but I've heard that before. Yeah, huh. but, you know, Terrence was away from the team yeah. due to something that he did. Mm-hmm. And so, Brad Underwood probably looked at it like, you don't deserve to start. Like, I'm sure Brad wasn't going to start. I don't think anybody would sit out for a couple, two to three, four weeks, whatever, and then come back and Brad automatically start him. I think he would slowly work him back in like he did with Shannon. So.
3: Well, and he was obviously rusty, too. Right? He was. He had not been practicing with the team. He wasn't in, quote-unquote, game shape, even though, I mean, he's a 23-year-old. who's a high-level yeah, right, athlete. Right. But Brad mentioned that he was a little gassed after that first initial surge and I just think number 1 the starting group was coming off a really impressive performance especially especially a second half against Michigan offensively this has been a really effective team outside of some missed layups and threes against Maryland but for the most right. part they they've still you know they're they're in the top 10 in the country in offensive efficiency for a reason even though they missed Shannon for 6 games so as I look at it, let's make a guess. Do you think Shannon will start tomorrow night? Yes,
1: I agree. Yeah, I think he will.
2: I think he's. I think he definitely starts. At um, the
1: very least, he starts Saturday at home. Mm-hmm. That's the latest. How about saving this one for next
2: hour? Two one seven. Ask about Marcus DeMask. I started to notice that about two games ago. Okay. That and you know I love my guy, but the, the, it, it's like. He's starting to turn the ball over quite a bit, and there's just too much dribbling. And so I think he's going to be fine when Shannon's back. I think you could see the ball movement just continue. And I'm not even blaming Marcus for the ball sticking. That was part of what they were trying to do with the booty ball. But certainly Marcus has not been as sharp the last couple of games. I think he would tell you that. So we can touch on that next hour.
3: Let's do so. And I also want to talk about maybe Northwestern having a different defensive approach against the booty ball Mm. than they had last time because Illinois, as we know, (laughs) hung 90 plus points on Northwestern in a 30 point
1: blowout. Northwestern
2: Uh, will be the only, are they the only team that's had to face Shannon twice? They didn't face him the first time. Oh, he still got beat by 30. Rutgers is the only team that's had to face Shannon twice. That's what it is. Good call. Good call. Yeah, that's right, because Rutgers was the first game. I was thinking Northwestern. Yep. Gosh, that seems like it's been months ago.
3: We'll talk more Illinois basketball. We'll also talk some Jeremiah Fears, which we haven't hit on yet. Oh, yeah. Commits to Illinois yesterday. A big one for Brad Underwood and company. We'll dabble in a little bit of football news as far as the defensive backs coach as well. And maybe hit a little bit of NFL if we have the time. Okay. Uh, a fun weekend with some good games uh, this this past weekend. Uh, the latest installment of Mahomes versus Josh Allen and whatnot and, and now uh, you got the championship game set up for both the NFC and the AFC. If you want to win you can 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta Link Text Line. This is the Drive.
4: Accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources partner with Bucy for a personalized approach to your legacy. Bucy Bank, building business, growing wealth, since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Have you ever wondered why you pay your bank to have a checking account with them? We do too. At Fisher National Bank, we offer free checking accounts that reward you to bank with us. Our Rewards Cash Back Checking offers 2.02% cash back on debit card purchases up to $500 monthly. No service fees or balance requirements needed to earn rewards. For a free checking account that pays you back, simply make 12 debit card purchases, receive electronic statements, and have one direct deposit within a monthly cycle. It's so simple. We bet you're doing most of these things already. With Rewards Cashback Checking, you have access to Reward Saver, which earns 4.07 annual percentage yield on balances up to $20,000. Reward yourself with free Rewards Cashback Checking and Reward Saver. A few of the many ways Fisher National Bank invests in our customers. See monthly requirements at any branch or FisherNational.com. Fisher National Bank. Exceptional communities, exceptional people. Member FDIC.